Hail you nostalgic gnarly bros. Bro. <laughs> Welcome to 90210 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 90210 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. That must make me the expert then. That, by process never... of elimination, yes. Okay, yeah, because I mean, I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all, so. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget that lonely Facebook page also. Yeah, it's if you want, there. If you want to drift over there to Facebook, tell your grandma, tell your aunts. You know, yeah. Tell tell that uh, that friend from high school that you recently <laughs> yeah. reconnected with. Let him know. Let him know. Yep. <laughs> Today we're discussing season five, episode twenty four, Unreal World. I never. So this is obviously a spoof on MTV's Real World. Oh uh, yeah. Which I never in my life watched or got into. I'm sorry. I was doing other things in the nineties. I was watching Nano Two and So <laughs> you were busy. I only had time for one. All right. Let's crack open the condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. A week need not apply. This episode originally aired March 15th of 1995. Movies. We have three to mention today. Ooh. The first one is Bye Bye Love with Paul Reiser and Matthew Modine. Gosh, it sure seems like I've seen that movie. You like Paul Reiser, right? I do like Paul Reiser, yeah. But I, boy... I saw the bye bye and I, I thought it was going to be bye bye birdie, but bye bye birdie. I yeah, was well, I feel like Jason Alexander and Vanessa Williams were doing that TV movie around this time. You were that in bye bye birdie, I assume. I was in bye bye birdie twice. It's the only time. It's <laughs> as the, the only same time. character <laughs> as I played Albert J. Peterson, yeah. the Dick Van Dyke role twice. That's, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I uh, I was new to my high school when they did bye bye birdie, and I oh. so I didn't audition, and I've always new regretted girl. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she would have been such a great Kim McAfee. One what are you gonna boy. do? <laughs> gosh, you could pull it off, Kendra. You you've got a young you've got a young essence. You <laughs> know what you. I mean? Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Candyman, farewell to flesh. Wait, everything old is new again. Candyman's back. Yeah, it is. Gross. Better than ever. I don't know. I used to be afraid of Candyman. I never have seen a second of a movie, but I, I used uh, to be afraid of it. I didn't know what it was about, but when we would go to Blockbuster and see the the cover yeah i no really thanks. did not like it so no and and with the, with the title like farewell to the flesh yeah Ugh. i think that tells you all you need to know gross last one is called losing isaiah with samuel l jackson and halle berry what's halle Good berry up to these me. days huh nothing yeah what is halle berry up to these days she's probably keeping busy i think the answer is nothing huh <laughs> i yeah, mean i'm I sure something I feel like I just saw a movie trailer, some like sci-fi thing with Halle Berry. Maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like I saw Hmm. recently. I don't know. We'll have to check. This is a 90s podcast. We don't have to keep up with what's hip today. (laughs) We're in the 90s. Yeah. All right. For TV on March 21st, News Radio with Dave Foley, Mara Turney, and Stephen Root premiered. Yes. I've heard, I mean, I just, I've heard so much about this show. I need to just watch it. So I think it would hold up. I do. I think it would hold up. It's super funny. Really funny stuff. Steven Root was just in the most recent episode as the uh, of the Book of Boba Fett, actually. Um, I was like, we hey! We have not begun that. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you like things that are slow. 
like the Eternals, which I also recently watched. Oh my gosh! Oh, so you're on you're on my husband's oh my side gosh. about that movie. <laughs> I didn't realize Eternal was a descriptor for the movie. <laughs> Good one, excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> Sorry, you. but it took me a minute. Yeah, I liked Eternals. Good for you. My actually, my wife liked it too. So you know why? Because we're women, know. and it's a very Ooh. female, strong Ooh. female movie. Okay. Okay. All right. March 22nd, Sliders with Jerry O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Do you ever watch Sliders? No. Woo! Yeah. So Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell and, uh, oh, geez, what's his name? John Rhys-Davies from, like, Indiana Jones or other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I don't even remember how it began, but he, he, they would slide through different universes. And they'd get there and be like, well, this seems pretty much normal. But then it was like, no, because everybody has a gun or... <laughs> No, because everybody here is the reverse gender, or no, because everybody here sliders. Okay, like what if? No. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Pretty much. Yeah. Fun. For music, on March 21st, Stevie Wonder released his 22nd album. That is yeah. so many. Conversation Peace, his first since 1987. Mm. Wow. A little gap there, Stevie. What are you that up to? Is so many albums. That's it's crazy, but yeah. uh, not to uh, not to be beat. On March twenty seventh, Elton John released his twenty fourth album, Made in England. Hmm. We were just watching some old SNL last night, and uh, Horatio was being Elton John. Oh yeah, Horatio uh, stands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was really funny. <laughs> Those are good. And video games on March twenty first, Kirby's Dreamland Two was released for the Game Boy. I've never played a Kirby game. Me either, but I do love Kirby in uh, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, okay, okay. And March 24th, Mega Man 7 was released okay. for the Super Nintendo. Well, now I've played a lot of Mega Man games. I don't know if I've played 7. I want to say no, I have not. Mm. I think well, I've beaten Are you the really first a fan five. then? <laughs> no, good point, Kendra. Good point. <laughs> Your son also really likes Mega Man, right? He does. Yes, he does. Yep. Cool. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will, Kendra. And this one sort of falls in line with the Condor because concurrent with today's episode, Lori Laughlin, who would go on to play the Wilson family patriarch, Debbie, in the CW reboot of 90210. She was the mother. She was a Cindy Walsh of the CW years, mm-hmm. Lori Laughlin. But in the 90s, while this show was going on, she was starring as Aunt Becky in the iconic sitcom Full House a role she played for 152 episodes in the original run and then an additional 13 episodes in the 2016 reboot Fuller House. It's a lot. So a lot going on. And speaking of Full House, in other sad news, we just lost Bob Saget. I know. So sad. It is sad. You know, I don't think I would have said that I was like a fan of Bob Saget, but I heard him on Gilbert Gottfried's uh, Amazing Colossal podcast. And I was blown away by how, like, quick-witted and clever Bob Saget was. I didn't pick up on the quick-witted and cleverness watching old uh, America's (laughs) Funniest Home videos. But he was so good on that podcast. I was like, I think I've misjudged Bob Saget. Did you you ever watch the roast of Bob Saget? I think I did, yes. I think I did. Very funny. Funny stuff. Yeah, funny guy. Well, it was... was, It's tough losing Betty White and Bob Saget back-to-back. Yeah, true. Just, like, two... Good That's people true. Yeah. gone from the world. So. Neither one of them ever appeared in the 90210 franchise. I know. But, you know. Missed opportunity. Lori Laughlin was there. Yeah. 
All right, let's look at our synopsis for the Unreal or Unreal World. When David and Claire's plan for a real-world-style school project falls through, they enlist the gang to take on the characters themselves. This terrible leads, idea. So terrible. This leads to a lot of self-examination, resulting in some major revelations leading to the end of some relationships and the rekindling of some old flames. Ooh. Elsewhere, Jesse and Andrea are also getting real, and Dylan is maybe making a movie? I guess. Question mark? Right? He's doing something. <laughs> Who's living in Beverly Hills, Nick? Today's episode was written by Meredith Stein and Larry Mullen, directed by David Semmel. We have no Jamie Walters, so Jamie Walters is still Ray is off somewhere playing some state fair in Utah or wherever. <laughs> uh, but we have some recurring players, and that's Jeffrey King back as Charlie Rollins, Catherine Cannon in a very brief appearance as Felice Martin. Yeah, I want to say so it was quick. like 45 seconds of Philly yeah. Smartin, but she was there. And it was necessary. It was a necessary scene. Yeah, I it think, made sense. Coming off the of last episode. Final appearance of Steve Shenbaum. This is uh, the second of two appearances uh, he did as a member of the hotel staff where Valerie's staying. Very doe-eyed room service man in today's episode. Uh, not, a, not a ton of credits. This two shot on 90210, I feel like probably the biggest credits on the list here. But he was also bit parts in movies like Space Jam and Big Fat Liar with uh, your personal acquaintance, Mr. Frankie Muniz. I met him. I shook his hand. I he I actually he actually just posted the other day because Big Fat Liar turned 20 like last week or something. There you go. There so, you go. Yeah, when I met him, I was like, oh, my goodness, it's Frankie Muniz. Like I said that out loud. You just, said that out loud. I said like, something to that effect out dude, loud. Oh my I was like, "Wow, Frankie wow. Muniz!" And then, and then we took a picture. Okay. And then I and then I left. Do you guys keep in touch? Or <laughs> yeah, we're we're yeah. pen we're pen right. pals now. We're old school. <laughs> Dearest Francis. <laughs> nah, he's too busy racing cars. So stupid. Is that true? Yeah, he's he races. How does he see over the steering wheel? <laughs> <laughs> I will not include that uh, in my. With I write him. I write him Muniz. a synopsis of the podcast. He doesn't listen oh, to it. Cut that out. So. Cut that out. He's too busy. He's too busy stacking up phone books. Uh, we... <laughs> uh, new recurring players introduced today: Jane Daly as Molly Campbell. She's going to be here five, six episodes, something like that. She also did a bit part on Melrose Place, plus recurring role on the series uh, The Rookie, which is currently airing at time of recording, starring Nathan Fillion. We've recently been watching this show, my wife and I. It's a good time. Yeah, I've seen a couple I don't think episodes. I, I don't think I've seen Nathan Fillion in something and been like, that sucked. You know? Usually <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. Usually he's, I enjoy it. He's usually good for it. Did you watch Castle? No. Though I really think mm -hmm. I would enjoy Castle. Yeah, I think Castle's a show that's like, okay, this premise is done, and then they go for like four more seasons, but yeah. you know, it's it's still it's still fun. It's worth checking out. Other cast members, we have Mark L. Taylor as Mr. Brandon. This is the man who Valerie goes to see about her hotel bill. Did you recognize uh, yes. this actor? I did recognize him. Because he's he's but, one of those who's just in like everything, right? He is, but I feel like it's always this kind of role. Mm. You know what I mean? It's always just like we need some guy to look serious and a little dorky. And bring in Mark L. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> so the only time he appears here, but he goes on to appear as Dr. Louis Visconti on Melrose Place for something like 20 episodes. So 
actually a, a pretty pretty meaty part over on Melrose Place. Tons of live action roles, as we said. Boston Legal, Grey's Anatomy. Also a lot of voice work, which I didn't realize. He was I did voice work at a pup named Scooby Doo, The Super Friends. Uh, he he voiced Jimmy Olsen in a Superman show from when I was a kid, and he's in the Smurfs. Tons. Of I'm stuff. sure Tons he of was stuff. just in like Disney Channel shows that oh, I was yeah. watching growing oh, for up. Sure. And oh, yeah. for sure. He's like the principal or like the kid's dad. Yeah, in, or the dad. Every yeah. Disney Channel movie. Yeah. <laughs> in another world, he could have been Jim Walsh. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Uh, let's see. We have Joey Slotnick as Tuck. This is another actor that I instantly recognize. Did you recognize him? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, not. nothing? Okay. There was a show not long after this, actually, mid-90s, called The Single Guy, starring Jonathan Silverman. And I loved it. I loved it. I want to say The Single Guy crossed over with Friends. It was like an NBC show like in that realm. Was Maybe Fe- I'm wrong was about Phoebe that. Was Phoebe in that show as well? Don't at me. Maybe she was. Um, <laughs> but I loved it. I really liked this show. I don't think it lasted too long. Two, two, three seasons maybe. But he was in that as a main character. He was also in Boston Public, Alias, and The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Lots of other things. I gotta catch up on that. I haven't watched it at all. I think you'd like it. I finished the first season and did not continue, but everybody loves it. So. Oh. Yeah, I'll tell you what I watched recently was uh, Being the Ricardos. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a weird kind of a weird vibe. I usually enjoy Aaron Sorkin. Still gonna watch Don't Look Up. Still has some Oscar prep to do. I feel like being the Ricardos was is worth it for the performances, particularly Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. But the story's a little unfocused, I felt like. Did you watch Tick Tick Boom yet? No, I haven't. I need to. Watch that movie. You're right. I will. I've seen Spider Man. Also starring Andrew Garfield. Yeah, so, yeah. spoiler alert. Spoilers for Spider Man. Maybe I met the Amazing Spider Man. You don't know. Get off <laughs> you don't back. know what Spider Man There's a lot of Spider Man. Yeah, so many about. of them. Okay, that's it. That's it for this episode. All right. Well, let's get into the Unreal World, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We start, let's do it. <laughs> we start in Valerie's hotel room. She is on the phone. She's trying to get in touch with Claire. And as she's waiting, um, there's a dress delivered to her room and the guy who you, whose name you just said that I've already forgotten mm-hmm. says that actually he can't put this on her tab because she, her account has been real high topped off. She's maxed out. Yep. And she says that she will speak to the manager about this later. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brennan. Yep. Mr. Brennan. Then she talks on the phone with Claire. A film studio wants to premiere their sci-fi movie at the Peach Pit After Dark. Hmm. So she is putting together this whole thing and she wants Claire to help. And Claire says, no, I have this project I have to do. I can't help you with this. Then we're at Kelly Donna Claire's. Donna is moving back in after staying at her parents for three weeks. Yes. After... Her or- ordeal, you will remember from last week. And yes. was there a uh, was there a, a break between these episodes, or is it, or has there time was. just passed? Okay, there was. Yeah, there was. I think it was two weeks in between. So, so one week off. Felice is there, uh, dropping her off, and David walks in, and Felice thanks David for all that he, you know, saving Donna. Yeah, right. And says she almost that almost makes her wish. That he still lived there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good callback there. So I, I I think the police scene totally necessary mm-hmm. to uh, to explain that Donna has been like processing this. 
it feels to me a bit of a cop-out that we don't see any of Donna dealing with this. Yeah. Because I feel like that's kind of a big part of the story. Like yeah. her processing the trauma. So she'd have like, have the action adventure part in the last episode and then be like, and now all of her emotional issues are healed off yeah. screen. <laughs> I know. Ooh. And like, I, eh. I don't, you know, I don't know that we need to just see her being like, down all the time but she is like super goof in this episode right. so it's like right. mm-hmm. we don't see any of it so on the way out felice mentions that hey maybe with ray out of the picture you and david will give it another chance yeah and donna says no that's over we're done and felice is like i don't know yeah he's looking at you i don't know let's look at each other which is a bit out of left field i haven't gotten that vibe from david I got it last episode, and okay. and that was it. Okay. So yeah, not a lot of build up to this. On campus, so then we have the intro. After the intro, we're on campus. Claire and David arrive in a very cool jeep. Have we seen David's jeep before? Oh no, I don't think so. I really liked it. It was Good like catch. you know yeah. the open jeep. It was like this yeah. army green. Uh-huh. Very cool. Yeah. They're talking about the project that they have to do. So as we talked about in the synopsis, they are going to film these roommates for this project. Yeah. So then one of the roommates rocks up on his, he's on a bike, right? Yeah. And, and he, his name is Tuck. He's wearing, Tuck. what kind of hat? What do you call that kind of hat? It seemed like he was like a... It's like what Tom Hardy wears in uh, Dunkirk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. sort of like a, what a pilot wears under their... Yeah, I like an old-timey pilot hat. Yeah. Um, and World he's like, oh, what, ti- <laughs> what time are we doing that again? Uh, just kidding. We can't do it because my roommates are mad at me, so they're not going to want to do that. So sorry. Oh. Bye. Bye. Claire then blames the whole thing on David. She's very upset with David. How, you know, I shouldn't have tied up my grade with you. You know, all this, all the stuff you do falls through. She had done a lot of work. She had written up like care, like, um, not character pieces, but she had written, she'd written something up on like each of these six roommates. So she had done a lot of work before, um, which I understand. That's pretty, that's pretty frustrating. I don't know that it's David's fault. Right. Yeah whatever so so yeah they kind of part ways uh annoyed at each other yeah suddenly they have a bad relationship yeah it's fine okay at the hotel valerie is talking with mr brennan and (laughs) says this isn't a good day to be harassing me Mm -mm. she's going full karen yeah (laughs) well takes a little bit of a less karen turn towards the end but (laughs) So he says her tab has become unwieldy and mm. he shows it to her and she does seem surprised at, at yeah, how, she does. how many yeah. charges she's racked up. Yeah. But then she's like, why are you singling me out? Like everyone else owes stuff and you're not hounding them. And then she tries to uh, get him to give her a special rate. Yeah. She goes for like uh, like a seductress. She's like, maybe you and I can work out. I'm like, jeez. Yeah. yeah she's How really, much is this bill? She's really trying to get out of it. But he does yes. not fall for it. He's a professional. No. He is. At Kelly Donna Claire's, 
Claire meets up with David, and she's still very annoyed. She says she's just going to take an incomplete in the class because she would rather take an incomplete than get a bad grade. David says, you're not going to have to do that because, ta-da, here's all our friends. They're going to play the roommates. So he's, like, written up their their characters and how they're supposed to act. Yeah. Um, I didn't write them all down, but... Steve is going to be like a southern cowboy. Yeah, yeah, he goes for it. <laughs> Kelly's really going to be a party girl. Brandon uh-huh. is going to be the bro, Tuck. Yeah, he's he's playing Tuck, yeah. Yeah. Donna is like a... Is she supposed to be British? I don't know, but I... She's supposed I, to be like proper. We learned, we learned in this episode that there is somebody on the show who's worse at doing accents than Shannon Doherty. Yep, yep. She, I think she's got to take the prize. She does. That was horrible. <laughs> um, I don't understand, like, as a director, how you don't, like, hear that once and be like, cut it, cut it. Yeah. We're not, we're not maybe, doing that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe just because, like, it was supposed to be goofy. I don't know, but it was very bad. Yeah, I think I maybe tossed in a line of, like, Donna, that's the worst British accent. Oh, it doesn't matter. Like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Instead, she really goes for it. Yeah. David is going to be, like, a geekier character, and Claire is like a, she's like supposed to be like more like negative, like pessimistic. Yeah. Quiet kind of person. Yeah. Glasses, ponytail. Yeah. When she's in full costume. Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, I thought something which David asked later, not in this scene, but how are David and Claire going to be in their own project and the professor's <laughs> right. not going to know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's stupid. Their disguises aren't that good. No, I mean, yeah, there's nothing about them that's disguised. (laughs) At the Walsh house, Cindy calls Jim to let him know, hey, you said it would be two weeks till she was back. She made it, she made it three. It's only been three weeks since she's been gone. I don't think that timing lines up. No, I don't think it does either. I don't think think it's been a couple months. I think so too. And Jim can't believe that Cindy just let her, let her in. Just, you know, no questions, yeah. just let her back yeah. in. But she she said she's going to let Jim be the bad cop and set right. some rules yeah. this time. Yeah, at least they acknowledged it. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy thinks maybe it'll be different this time. But Jim, sure. Jim is not so sure. Yeah. And then Valerie maybe, walks... Maybe turn over a new pot leaf. <laughs> yeah. You know? Valerie walks in and says it's good to be home. It's like mm-hmm. she never left. Yeah. Yay. At David's dorm room. Claire is up working. She's she now asks the question, "Hey, won't the professor recognize right. you and I in this video?" And David says, "No, there's so many he's going to have to watch. We're going to be in costume. It's going to be fine. He yeah. won't even know." <laughs> David is like he's like laying on the bed kind of sleeping while she's mm-hmm. up and like planning, "Okay, we'll do this scene and this scene." So they're not they're not just winging it. They're like actually planning scenes like they're filming yeah they're kind of they're turning into a little stage play basically claire asks hey whose idea was it for you to play the guy who has a crush on donna anyway Mm, Hmm. interesting good question so david's like he's like falling asleep kind of he's kind of out of it while she's talking and she goes to leave and he calls her donna yeah he's like good night donna yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that really upsets her Mm -hmm. obviously 
at the Walsh house, Brandon is like he's like in character from the get go. He comes downstairs <laughs> uh, in his tie dye shirt, yeah, his dumb hat. Yep. He calls Jim a geezer. Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm no Brenda Walsh, but I'm getting the hang of playing someone obnoxious." <laughs> I like the reference. I appreciate the continuity there. It was good. Jim then wonders aloud to him why Valerie returned and said that he smelled pot in Valerie's room last Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Brandon leaves the house with a shaw. Mm -hmm. Jim, what does Jim say? He's like, it's scary how good you are at that or something like that. It's kind of a funny line. Yeah. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's, they're getting ready to film their first scene it's the the three girls. Brandon's not mm-hmm. there yet. He's running late. This is where we get our first taste of Donna's British accent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's bad. It is bad. They're walking and talking about. I don't even know what they're talking yeah. about. It doesn't like Aaron matter. Sorkin. Yeah, doing a walk and talk. Walk and talk. Steve comes in with his cowboy hat and his southern accent. And I gotta say, we have not been happy with Claire's look of late. But these like round glasses and her hair looked better. I agree. And she's wearing these like turtlenecks as this yeah. character. I was like, this is a good look. It's better. For Claire. It was better. I know. I noticed that too. Yep. So at the first scene of this episode, hated it. She was like full oh, mullet. Yeah. She, it was she bad. Was, it was was. Bad. She looked like Billy Ray Cyrus at yeah. the start of this. It was, yeah, but it got yeah. it, brought, it got progressively better. As, but only when she was went. in character as somebody yeah. else. Did yeah. it look okay. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, also say that I feel like this dorky look looks good on Brian, Brian Austin Green. Yeah, well, I feel like for the last episode, but this episode particularly, they have made the character, he's gone full vanilla ice with, yeah. his, with his outfits. Like, I don't know... <laughs> What's well, I happening? really liked his hair. I liked what he was doing with his hair. Yeah, I thought but, the glasses again, were cute. Yeah. So Vanilla Ice. I was like, yeah, yeah I was liking his look as You well. have a crush on Vanilla Ice? <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Well, Definitely not. Okay. So then they do like a whole pretending to find vodka in the orange juice scene. And while mm-hmm. this is happening, Steve is on the phone and he comes back into the scene very upset because he's just found out that Celeste, his ex-girlfriend, is getting married to a naval officer. Yes. And he starts going off about, you know, how upset this makes him. And Claire films him doing this yeah. whole thing as Steve, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> once he notices her filming, he then does this like fake crying thing, which was... <laughs> Really funny. Over the top. Yeah, he, he was great in the episode. He was the standout for me. He was funny as the cowboy guy and fun when he was serious, you know. Yeah. All right. We go to Jesse and Andreas. Jesse comes in with a broken kid's rocking chair that he found on the side of the road. And he's like, we're going to fix this up and give it to Hannah. It's going to be great. He's very excited. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Garbage. Yeah. Andrea during this scene is trying to be like, I need to tell you something, but then she chickens out Yeah. at the last second. Mm-hmm. At, back at Kelly Donna Claire's, they're filming Donna pretending to play piano. Mm-hmm. She's like moving her hands and then she <laughs> picks up, she picks up both her hands yeah. to fix her hair, but the music keeps going. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Oh, and so funny. David is watching her and talking about, Oh, she's so good at playing and she's, you know, 
whatever. Mooney. Um, Steve is setting up a prank where he's going to put vodka in the watermelon. Right. You know how you how you do with putting the bottle in the thing so it you know what I'm talking about? Uh and... yeah, he's just, he's filling it with he's filling the watermelon with vodka so people yeah. won't know and that's yeah. good. Yeah. Brandon's still uh, fully in character doing his thing. He's embracing it. He's it's gone hilarious. full method. It's yeah, hilarious. He's like, he's like Daniel Day-Lewis in this thing. He goes to bed as that character, you know? He's, yeah. He's and he's in. like, it's funny because he's like talking to Kelly and he's like being all up in her face and obnoxious. It's really funny. It is funny. Yeah. And then as he goes to leave the scene, the real Tuck walks in <laughs> and Brandon cannot stop chuckling about it was kind of annoying how much he laughed like he laughed throughout the entire scene but it was too long yeah too long for him to laugh and it was the exact same he was like (laughs) for like 45 seconds it was a a minute two minutes it was a long time tuck is very upset (laughs) that they are filming this and you know using his likeness to film this and he says you're dead silver and storms out Claire is upset with David again because, oh, great, now we got to deal with this. And then we learn that Steve actually did spike the watermelon, which Kelly is partaking in. Mm-hmm, she is. He's like, no, no, Kelly, that's that's really, there's really vodka in that watermelon. And she's like, well, I'm the party girl, so it's fine. I feel like we've been real loose with Brandon and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, like early on, he was like, I, I shan't drink. Yeah. And then it seems like he kind of loosened up. I don't think he partakes of the watermelon, though. I don't know that he does. I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, by the end of the night, he's still sober. Yeah, he's so. pretty sober. Yeah. At the Peach Pit, Dylan and Charlie are sitting at the counter working on that screenplay. I don't care about this <laughs> in the extreme. I'm glad Dylan has a friend. That's nice. Yeah. But no, I don't really care about their screenplay. Valerie shows up to talk to Nat and Charlie notices her and is like, oh, this is the Valerie you've been talking about. So then she comes over and meets Charlie and invites them to the premiere of this sci-fi movie because Charlie knows the director or knows his name or whatever. Yeah, some connection there. Yeah, and talks them into going to this premiere, much to Dylan's chagrin. Yes. Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, David is filming Donna doing a scene alone in her room where she's doing her accent and I don't even know what she was talking about. It was just... I don't either. Yeah. 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 David says that he had to promise Tuck that he would do a documentary on mountain biking starring Tuck um, in order for them to continue to do this project. I'm open to it. I would take a look at it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Donna says, this is like the one scene where we get Donna dealing with things because she says, you know, she thought she would be okay coming back to the house and coming back in her room, but it's actually harder for her than she thought it would be. Yeah, I think her, it's it's that her and David being in the room, she's like, remember the last time we were here together Mm -hmm. and it kind of gets the ball rolling again. Yeah. So he, you know, comforts her, gives her a hug Uh and Claire passes by outside of the room passes by they have you know the screen set up in the hallway so they can see the shot in the room and sees them kind of canoodling and then sees 
uh, David kiss Donna, and then the, and then they really start kissing. Mm-hmm. So he like gives her a kiss on the mouth because sometimes that's what friends do in the you show. Just, you just kiss your friends on the mouth sometimes, <laughs> and uh, and then they really start kissing. But Donna stops it. She's like, yeah, we, we should probably stop. stop. I don't remember her status with Ray. Is it like an I'll wait for you situation? Are they still together? I think they are. I think they're still together. I mean, still she together. she left it with you love me and that's all I need to that's know. All that, don't even tell me the other thing you were going to tell me. I don't even want to know it. Because <laughs> you love me, guy. Uh, later on, they're filming a scene with uh, David and Donna are dancing in the living room while the other three are eating watermelon on the couch. <laughs> Kelly is like yelling in Brandon's face, like in in character, like blah. Is that an annoying noise? Which was funny. Then Claire is getting a little annoyed with Donna and David dancing, so she asks Steve to dance and gets a little sultry with it and yes. kisses him. Kisses deeply. Him. Yes, yes, that's the word I was looking for. While <laughs> Dave, while David is filming. Right. Yeah. Then the phone rings, so Claire goes to answer it. Kelly is, like, pretty... She's getting too drunk she's at this blitzed. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the phone is for Kelly, so she goes to talk to her mom on the phone and learns that... We don't that, see. We don't see Jackie. No, we don't see her. She's just on the phone, but we learn that she has asked Mel to move back in. Um, so then... Kelly, out of character, as herself, goes on this rant about her mom has no pride and why would she do this? And, of course, Claire is filming Mm -hmm. this whole thing. She then goes, she then continues her her rant Mm -hmm. with uh, how men are just the worst. She brings up that Brandon had Emily and He's like, hold on, hold on, hold (laughs) on. David had Ariel. Yeah. Uh, she brings up Ray, who she says didn't cheat on Donna, but he probably has a side piece on the road right now. Right. Yeah. Steve yeah, said, Steve, yeah. in like a cute little, I never cheated on you, Kelly. Yeah. And she's like, yes, but you did cheat on Celeste. And, she and says, that's probably why she's marrying this frog man or whatever she yeah. calls him. And she says, you make me sick. <laughs> And then she actually has to leave because she actually is sick. Sick. Yeah. Back at Andrea and Jesse's, they are fixing up this chair. It's looking pretty nice now. They've repainted yeah. it. They're yep. uh, they're gluing it back together, and they're having so much fun painting this chair. Yeah. It, it turns a little sexy. I cannot think of an activity my husband would <laughs> like to do less than restore a child a child's chair with was, me. Yeah. <laughs> If you really want to get those fires burning, just try to assemble furniture with your significant other. That's a surefire way, Kendra. That gets everyone in the mood. No one's frustrated. No one's desperately looking for the screwdriver and getting furious at the other person. It never happens. Only sexy. I got I got a new um, cart for my craft room. Okay. And my husband was like, I can put it together. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to do this. And I did it on my own. As like a show of pride or or because it would have killed him? Uh, well, I know he doesn't love putting stuff together, but I just really wanted to put it together. You felt like. Okay. And, that, and, uh, and then Good for you. I did it well. So it all worked out. Nice. 
Where was okay? So yeah, but they are into this. This they this gets them going for whatever reason. So yeah. yeah, they uh they start the kissing. At the Peach Pit after dark, the premiere is getting going, and it's a full house. Charlie and Dylan arrive, and Charlie is I I don't know if he's just picking on Dylan, but he really seems to like Valerie. He seems yeah he, he like he thinks she's cool. Then they run into Dr. Molly Campbell, who is oh. Charlie's hypnotherapist. Great. She is very proud of him for writing his uh, screenplay. Sure. And sure. for doing all the work that he's done. Yeah. So that's cool. And I, I bet there totally won't be a really stupid episode about Dylan and hypnotherapy coming up. Probably not. I think that's just superfluous information. I hope that it's uh, like the last dream, you know, oh my coma gosh. one where there's a oh train, there's a long train track, there's a yeah. homeless it, man for is some it reason. Symbolism, if it has no meaning, that's my question. Because <laughs> I don't think so. I think that is one, the question. Is, you need the other. So then, but if, I'm no, I'm no hypnotherapist. <laughs> I don't, I don't. That's true. So then, Valerie pulls Dylan away from Charlie and is like, "Oh, can I see you for a second? But then all she says to him is, don't leave without seeing me. And then she walks away. Oh, okay. Okay. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's. It mm-hmm. is after midnight. Pretty much everyone is drunk. Brandon and Kelly are in Kelly's room, so they're not in this scene. But Claire basically, uh, you know, elephant in the room. She's like, David, you're still in love with Donna. Just calls him out. And he's like, yeah, I am, but you're yeah. you're still into Brandon, and she's like, "Yeah, I am." So, so yeah. How did you how did you feel about that? How did you feel about that? There's been not there's been nothing. She has not been interested in Brandon. I don't feel I don't feel that David has been mooning over Donna. I haven't got that sense at all. Yeah, it's it's I all very out of nowhere. It is, and I, Claire and Brandon. The only thing I'll say about that is. She has never, she's never stopped the chancellor from thinking they're an item. That's true. So I feel like you could interpret that as her kind of trying to keep that little. Maybe. Just, just in case it becomes true. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like, but I haven't seen it in their interactions or anything like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, David says, you know, you can see it in the way you flirt with him, but I don't know that we've. Like at first, like when she first moved in, but it's been a while since. Yeah, it has. I I feel like that's out of nowhere. But I also was kind of like when Claire came out as a series regular and they were like, oh, she's a different character now. Don't even worry about that other stuff. (laughs) I was kind of irritated. So I guess like I like reestablishing the continuity there, I think is good. But it was a little out of left field for me. Yeah. So as they're having this conversation, Steve starts filming. Mm-hmm. So he's now filming everything that they're saying. Right. In Kelly's room, Kelly is super duper drunk and Brandon is helping her to bed. Kelly brings up the fire again and that Brandon wasn't there for her. Right. In the fire. And she's she's starts grilling Brandon about, you know, what were you? I want to know what you were doing with Emily when I was trapped in that house that was on fire. And he, she, you know, comes out and directly asks him, did you sleep with her? And he says no. Which I think is the first, like, verbal confirmation we've had of that fact, if you believe him. 
if you believe him, because you'll remember in the episode when Emily and Kelly are together and she's like, Emily's just kind of like, go be with Brandon. She never says they didn't do it. And Brandon never says they didn't do it. So here he specifically says, no, I didn't sleep with her. Did you believe him? No, I didn't. I thought he was really, I thought he was lying. Really? Yeah. I don't think he did. I, I, I believed him. All right. All right. Anyway, so he says, you know, we kiss goodbye. That was it. And I mean, I mean, he totally downplays the whole thing, no matter if they slept together or not. He says they just kissed goodbye, which is not what happened. Right. He says, Emily's in France. I'm here with you. That's what matters. Which I didn't think was that much of a romantic thing to say. He's like, look. Emily's not available to me, and you are. <laughs> She's super okay? far away, and you're right here. You're right. You're right here. I don't even know what time it is where she's at. <laughs> you're in my friend group. We go to the yeah. same school. It just makes Look how sense. awkward it would be. <laughs> okay. Kelly then starts talking about the future, and you know she can see a future with Brandon, and you know if she couldn't trust him, then that would be an issue. And Brandon then starts to, you know, get even deeper and say, like, I could imagine spending my whole life with you. But then he looks over and she's asleep. Mm-hmm. At Dylan's, Valerie drops Dylan off. Why? How did how did he get to the Peach Pit after dark? Maybe, maybe he rode with Charlie. Maybe. Hmm. And she's very happy that they're back on decent terms, even though you'll yep. remember the last time they were together... She tried to offer him drugs, drugs. Yeah. and he was like, <laughs> "Get out, no. tramp!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so great, so great to have a friend like that. Yeah, Dylan wants to keep it platonic, but as Valerie does, she uh, she yeah. presses the issue, yep. and uh, oh boy, there they go. Yep, at it again. A little surprised about that. I am. That I was a little surprised. As well. I was like, mm. I thought he was going to resist, but nope. Okay. Nope. At Kelly Donna Claire's, they are still talking. The conversation is being filmed. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, they think if you break up with someone that you always have a thing, you're always in love with that person that you've broken up with. If which, you're the one, if you're the one who does the breaking up, or if maybe, you're the one, if you're the dumpy, which did one? They spe- <laughs> did they specify? Yes, but I th- I think they were saying... If they saying, specified, I think it's if you've been broken up with. If you've been... I think it was if you've been broken up with. Though that's not really what's going on. I guess Donna broke up with David. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So Brandon then comes in and joins the conversation and says that Emily coming to town was more than nothing. That she yeah. got under his skin. Yeah. And he said until that time, he didn't know it was possible to love two people at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Dylan, they, they talk about Dylan. Oh, Dylan probably still loves Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Steve says he still loves Valerie and Celeste. He also says if Kelly would take him back, he would go in a second. <laughs> that was maybe the biggest surprise of the night for me because... I don't know. Been a long time, I guess. He said it with such conviction, too. He did. Well, Brandon asked him. He's like, what about Kelly? And he's like, Brandon, look me in the eyes. <laughs> I would take her from you like a thief in the night, my friend. 
Donna, then then they're saying, oh, Donna, you haven't shared any deep, dark secrets with us. And Donna says her biggest fear is that being a virgin will cost her every relationship the way it did with her and David. Right. Them's the breaks. Then yeah. <laughs> I would say David's douchebaggery is more what ended that relationship. Yeah, but yeah for sure. He, he makes a move to apologize and she's like, don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like maybe let him say it. Yeah. But he probably know. can't say it too many times. No, I don't think so. A couple more wouldn't hurt. Because <laughs> remember, David had a similar thing. He was like, what was I supposed to do? We were in the same area, the same general vicinity. And she wanted to have sex with me. What was I supposed to do? That was his big difference. I had no choice. Look, she was nearby. <laughs> The next morning, Kelly has a hangover. She doesn't really remember a ton of the night nope. before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, Brandon says she was the life of the party. And I don't know if he was joking, but I don't think she was really the life of the well, party. No, she was not kind the of a subdued par- party girl. Yeah, but when she threw the fit, when she threw the big fit, that's what started the ball yeah, rolling. That's of all true. The, like, that's true. Confessions, you know. Yeah. She does seem to remember asking about Emily. Though. Yeah. Which yeah. Brandon kind of, again, shoves to the side, that conversation. Yeah. At Jesse and Andrea's, they 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 had a great night last night. What, what Andrea, a great night. Andrea Building said, that child's rocking chair. <laughs> Andrea says it feels like the morning after her wedding. Yeesh. Yeah, only this time she's not pregnant. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. Zing. That's maybe true. She's, You're right. Maybe she's pregnant You're right. Again. Speaking of pregnant, Jim and Cindy still trying to have a new baby? Where did we land on that? I don't think they are. I not think they sure. dropped okay. it. Okay. Because the doctor gave them the go ahead. That's just I that's just my guess. I'm gonna okay, say they dropped that it. That it's done. That it's done. Okay. Andrea then tells Jesse that she has been seeing a therapist about their relationship and the mm-hmm. therapist says, you know, they need to not keep secrets from each other. <laughs> sure. And, and Jesse's like, oh, I knew you could tell I was keeping a secret. I've been holding on to it. I've needed to tell you. Um, but basically on one of his trips to do this interview, he went out with a law clerk and they uh, they ended up going back to his place. Yes. Uh, and Andreas, she doesn't say like, oh, I cheated on you too. It's fine. Right. She just kind right. of, she just kind those, of lets him say that. Cancel each other out. How does that work? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it goes. I would say Listen, no. I would say you got a I, lot of issues you need to. I work agree. Through. I think. I think your problems are now doubled. Yeah. But, um, I feel like this is kind of a cop out. I feel like this is their way of sort of rehabilitating the character. Letting of Andrea. letting Andrea off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. She has Which it so- doesn't. She was having a no, no, no. full-blown no. affair that she yeah, was ready to leave sure, her husband sure. over. She's She has been just gleefully and unrepentantly adulterous mm-hmm. for the last, like, six episodes. Yeah. And so now it's kind of like, yeah, but her husband was cheating on her, too. So it's like, it all comes out in the wash, right? Yeah. And I don't... There was the one time when Jesse came home early and the elevator doors opened and Peter and Andrea were in there and he's like, I brought you flowers because I missed you. Mm-hmm. That reeked a little bit of guilt. Mm. But other than that, and that's only sort of like retroactively interpreting it that way. I don't think it's been there that Jesse is hiding some deep, dark secret. 
No, I don't so think so. I just so. felt like this was kind of like, okay, well, we've destroyed the character of Andrea. <laughs> How can we fix that? Let's yeah. have Jesse Tomcat around with a law clerk in Kansas. Didn't we have another um, episode in this show where two people cheated on each other? Was it Dylan and Kelly each kind Dylan, of cheated? Dylan and Brenda. Dylan and Brenda each kind of cheated. But it wasn't Dylan and Kelly with when Kelly went off with Brandon to the thing and Dylan was, wasn't Dylan with somebody? No, no, this is, uh, you're talking about, um, you're talking about cardio funk where, uh, where Brenda, Brenda, um, with, with a, with a cardio funk teacher and Dylan with the surfer lady. Oh yeah. Each kind of like made out a little bit and then they came clean about it. But I guess also Dylan and Kelly. You're right. Kelly and Brandon were off doing their thing and, and Dylan and Lucinda were just that's right. Filthy metaphors to each yeah. other. But <laughs> the one where it was really like out there, I think was cardio funk. Yeah. Okay. So after that uh, bomb is dropped, we go back to Kelly Donna Claire's where we get this funny scene between Steve and Donna. It's very short where they just talk about, yeah. like, Oh, last night was pretty crazy. And then Steve is like, how about you and I play house? And like gets all like in her face. I don't know. And she's like, oh, Steve. And I I couldn't tell. I guess I sort of feel like he was joking. But if she would have been like, sure, he would have been like, well, all right. Then. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. Because he's like, oh, you can't blame me for trying. Like, yeah, I, th- you, I, I think you you're miss right. every shot you don't take, Kendra. <laughs> yep. That's a term from pheasant hunting. <laughs> You a big pheasant hunter? I sure am, Kendra. Gosh, <laughs> I love killing those birds. <laughs> I see just their love... majestic beauty, and I just, I want that life to drain right out. Just love hunting them, mm-hmm. stalking them. You know it. Doing yep. bird calls to confuse them. I like that it's not a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing about it. The power imbalance. <laughs> <laughs> if the pheasants, you know, could fight back, wouldn't like it as much. <laughs> I wouldn't be interested. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing pheasants with with rifles, like little Tommy guns. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So stupid. <laughs> oh man, it's it's not even nighttime. I shouldn't be. I know. This much. I know. Yeah. <sighs> All right, we got our last scene. It's in the studio that Claire and David work in, and they're you know Claire is saying the best stuff that we had is the real life stuff when people were actually out of character and just talking, and. You know, David makes a comment like, well, you know, you're the one who cares about the grade. If that's what you want to do, fine with me. Then he, you know, they kind of freeze frame on Claire kissing Steve. And David's like, that I am not okay with. Mm-hmm. And that leads to more arguing. Um, Claire says, or somebody says, you're pretty stupid sometimes. Mm-hmm. Forget who says that to I him. don't remember either. But it builds and builds, and then David's just like, you know what? Why don't we make a smart decision and just end this? Well, she shows the Donna David kiss as well. Oh, yeah. In the video. So yeah, it's you're like, right. 
Here it is. Here's both of it. Yeah, David's like, yeah, let's just, let's call it quits. Yeah. Donna, uh, and uh, Claire says, you know, fine with me. And she leaves, and David sees Donna on the screen, and he says, fine with me, too. Mm-hmm. That's the end. The end. David's into Donna. Apparently. 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 Backslide. Uh, what's the verdict, Kendra? What'd you think? I don't know if it's just because the last episode was so dark, but I liked this episode. I appreciated the goofiness of it. Uh, I found when we were doing the real world par- parody, which goes on for a long time. It does. I was kind of over it. Just like the accents and the, I don't know. It was just like, mm. it, uh, it made me, there were a couple parts where I laughed fully out loud okay i can't remember which ones but i you know guffawed at the at the screen Um, i mean a lot of a lot of stuff comes out a lot of stuff comes out in the Mm -hmm. end here you know which i think is is pretty crucial you know it in some ways it's kind of a tidy like you know let's just have the characters just sit down and say the things we want them to say just outright Mm. you know it's kind of like it's real clean in that way. Like we can just start now in the next episode. We have all this information and some characters are apart and some characters are back together. And we're sort of starting like a David Donna reconciliation tour, if that's where we're going, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't hate David and Donna getting back together. Um, I certainly yeah. like them more than Ray. Um, See, yeah, but, I but I feel way. like, I feel like David blew it. And he yeah. should not be rewarded. Well, David's not a different person. No. You know what I mean? Like, David's not, like, he has not matured in this last season or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like the David-Claire coupling might have worked. But I think, like, instantly they were relegated to, like, goofy side mm-hmm. plots because they didn't know what to do with those characters. And then it was just like, well, now they've been together for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do we do? And so... I don't fault them for ending it, but I feel like had it been written a little bit more robustly, it might have been a nice sort of like, here's here's the main thing we're focusing on, but then like this is sort of a subplot that's not just like, this time they're going to go find the world's biggest hamburger or whatever they were doing. <laughs> you know? Oh, that would have been fun. I know. I would have watched that. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like... This is just a guess because I, uh, as you know, the premise of our show, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel mm-hmm. like maybe they're going to break up Jesse and Andrea and that okay. would like garner more sympathy for Andrea because he's going to leave her or whatever. I don't know. That's just a guess. Yeah. The only way that I feel like I'm going to feel sympathetic for Andrea if she was like, I really like beefed this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what is my life and trying to like pick up the pieces that I can get behind. But like, that's anything short of that. It's just kind of like, yeah, you made terrible decisions just back to back to back to back to back knowing, Mm -hmm. knowingly. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, What was your 90210 snap here? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you mine because I think it was Steve's proclamation about Kelly. It was just so earnest and so like there there was no flexibility on it. He was just like, I, no matter what, I take it back. <laughs> well, mm, I don't know. I would probably have to give it to either Jesse admitting that he cheated on Andrea or yeah. uh, Claire asking David if he still loves Donna. Yeah, all, all good. Mm-hmm. All good plot points, to be sure. Um, I like Mel and Jackie together, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> if we're going to get Mel and Jackie 2.0. Yeah. 
Sure. Um, honestly, I mean, I kind of like, I feel like Dylan and Valerie have a really unique chemistry. And maybe that's just Luke Perry because he seems to have a cool, interesting chemistry with every character. He brings probably. the chemistry oh, for sure. He does. But I like what happens with Dylan and Valerie. I mean, you know, <laughs> I like I like the vibe between yeah. the two of them. And so they, I'm kind of they definitely have chemistry. They do. Um, and yeah, I mean, David and Claire is just kind of a whatever. I'm not that into David Donna getting back together. I don't know about the other things, but you know, I'm interested to see where we go. We're getting close to the end of the season here. I want to say we're definitely on the tail end of this bad boy. I think there's 31 episodes. Okay. And we're, this All right. is 24. So yep. So yep. we're, you know, yep. less than 10. That's true. That's true. Count okay. Down. Well, as we're counting down to the finale here, you can catch me every other week on this Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. Our network, Kendra, right here. Yeah. Here we are. What here, about you? What are you up to? Are. Um, I'm Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and a Etsy page, Miss Musebox uh-huh. Crafts, and I am the co-host of 90s Music Got Me Like, where we look Which at, is back, baby! It's back, where we look at a different 90s song every week, so every week. on you about a, Ended up being about a month you guys were off, wasn't it? It was a couple weeks, at least. It yeah. felt crazy coming back and <laughs> and recording. Yeah. We were like, wow, yeah, we haven't done weird. this in a while. It's weird um, how that happened. But yeah. yeah, I believe, too, we have a poll up right now Ooh. for listeners to choose our next song. So head on okay. over uh, to Twitter and vote in the poll. Okay. A uh, little word of notice here about our next episode. We're going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 25, Double Jeopardy. It is not streaming. I assume because of all the Jeopardy of it, all mm. Jeopardy music, Jeopardy sets, probably a rights issue, but it's not streaming. So you'll have to uh, track down the DVDs or I or guess just listen to just, us. Yeah, yeah. Or just listen to us. We'll break it all down for you. We'll break it all down for you. So Kendra, we're going to have to do a, a janky share screen DVD scenario yep, as we do for the next episode. And I'm here for it. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Then Kendra 9021. Here we go. Here we go.